We missed them, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Getting a chance to vo- uh, visit with the voice of common sense like Paul Marquardt. Um, you know, I, I called him names. I said bad things about him. I, I did behind his back when he decided not to run for the legislature again because I was pouting. I was whining. Well, it didn't take him long, and he dove back into public service. Uh, Minnesota's revenue commissioner is our former state representative, Paul Marquardt. Paul, good to have you back on News and Views. Well, thank you, Joel. It's good to be back, and I certainly checked with my wife before I uh, pursued this adventure, let me tell you. So. <laughs> I bet. What, what time of day did Governor Walls call and ask you if you'd take the job? Uh, it was right about noon. Oh, okay. Well, you uh, didn't catch it a week time is my point. No, 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 no. I see. Yeah, no, it was it was good. It was I wanted to continue uh, public service and to have a chance to work in the Walls administration and have an opportunity to help direct uh, tax policy as the commissioner of revenue, uh, I think is uh, an opportunity I'm really looking forward to. Well, I know your love for the region, uh, Paul, and I know you know, Dilworth and the, and the whole area, are you able to do a lot of this job from home or are you in St. Paul all the time now? I'm in St. Paul uh, during the weeks right now, just like I was as a legislator coming back on the weekends, but it's a lot of time back in St. Paul, certainly, especially now when the legislative session is going on, because one of my jobs besides, you know, administering uh, the department, which deals with the tax code and tax collections and all that. It's uh, appearing before the legislature, uh, promoting the governor's budget and tax bill and so forth. So there's a lot of things that I'm doing now that I did before, sort of as a legislator, just in a different, wearing a different hat now, as other legislators (laughs) will remind me when I appear before the committee. Well, th- this was always right in your wheelhouse, though. You know, government finance, where the money went, where where you felt it needed to go, how to prioritize. I mean, if if you could, uh, Paul, please tell people what the Minnesota Revenue Commissioner does. Yeah, no, that's great. So the Department of Revenue is in charge of uh, enforcing and managing the collection uh, and assessment of taxes. And so... Uh, we bring in about $33 billion of revenue, and there's going to, you know, tax filing season open January 23rd. There'll be about 3 million uh, individual income tax filers that will file their income taxes. There'll be another 500,000 businesses that do that. It deals with all the businesses and collecting sales tax. And, and so, and, but also one of the major goals is to try to make the system as simple and easy to understand as possible. Because one thing people don't recognize is we really rely on a voluntary compliance that people file their income taxes. And we need to make that system as easy to understand as possible and make it as friendly as possible for the taxpayer. And that's going to be one of the goals uh, that I have. And I tell you that Another reason I wanted to be part of this is I've had a lot of dealings with the Department of Revenue as the tax committee chair in that, and it's been always very – I've been very impressed with that staff. And, and the more I've worked now in the department, the more I've been impressed with the 
hardworking, dedicated folks in the department. It's It's been quite an honor. What, what about your relationship with Governor Walls? Um, I, I know from yeah. past experience of, of us having a chance to visit that you felt he, he was the, the governor that Minnesota needed. I, I'm curious what your thoughts yeah. are. Well, absolutely. And that was a big reason I, I wanted to be part of this is I've been very impressed with Governor Walls, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan. You know, in the last four years, they faced two worldwide unprecedented events, the pandemic and the murder of George Floyd. They didn't have a playbook to follow. I mean, they didn't have anything. This was unique. And yet uh, I thought what Governor Walls did uh, was very impressive. And the state overall came back stronger in many regards. And, And so I think that was a real test of leadership. And I think Governor Walls, Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, really uh, had high colors as they uh, went through that. So in terms of this legislative session, which to me would be the perfect way for you to start this huge new challenge and huge new role, uh, you know, you've got the governor has a majority now in both chambers. But I guess I would ask you the same question we talked about before when when you were in the legislature, which is really does he uh you've got uh, a lot of urban versus rural going on that i'm seeing from afar what we're seeing right now is uh he does uh you know he laid out his budget uh, which is the one minnesota budget and he has a very simple but powerful goal and he wants to make minnesota the top state to raise kids and have a family and you know you look at the tax bill he proposed and other things that's exactly what he's doing. And that is a goal, uh, everyone, actually kind of bipartisan, but for sure Democrats can all rally behind, and that's what we're seeing happening right now. So I do think uh, he's got that leadership right now, and he does have the support uh, behind him. Well, I think that's a huge part of it. I really do. And then yeah. you, you surround yourself with really good people. And you know, and, and in in fairness, Paul, you and I have known each other for a long time now, and and I knew it was going to have to be just the right thing for you to do what you're doing. So I think Minnesota's a lot better off for you, you know, dusting off and saying, "You bet, I'll pitch in." And so I, I think you need to be thanked for that. But all joking aside, uh, I look forward to more conversations with you, and I forgive you now for not running for the legislature. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I know, I think you'd called me a quitter maybe. And so I thought, you know, I can't let Joel get by with it. I have to get back into things. So, you know, that's what, uh, you know, big motivation, of course. But I've got one quick announcement, if it, I could, yeah. for taxpayers, just really quick, is that there's about a million Minnesotans who got the frontline worker pay. And it was about $487. And it is not taxable on the state side, and but we always assumed it was taxable on the federal side. But the IRS, Internal Revenue Service, hasn't provided guidance. They're supposed to come out any day now on saying whether or not the kind of the stimulus checks that went out like in 19 states, including this frontline worker pay, whether or not it's taxable on the federal side. So my advice to taxpayers right now and what the IRS is saying, if you received that frontline workers pay, hold off on filing your taxes until you hear from the IRS guidance, which should come out any day. So there's uh, kind of my public service for 
today. So you bet. No, I think I think that helps a lot of people. So thank you for that. And when you're ready to talk more about it or anything, you know you've always got a place here, uh, Paul. So appreciate it. Thanks so much, Joel. You have a great weekend. And, and I did call you quitter to your face. You have to admit that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, absolutely. And that I had to get back into something. I just couldn't let that stand. The, so. best, the best part of this is I used to always have to remember my to, to say Representative Marquardt or Representative, you know, knowing you the way I do, I couldn't just say Paul. Now I can. So I like that. So appreciate you coming on. That's great. Yeah. You bet. Thanks, Paul, Joel. Paul Marquardt, ladies and gentlemen.